0: All right, so before, before I start, just uh... a heads up. I mean, I've said this before, and it didn't stick, so I'm, I'm going to try to make it stick today, that uh, the show's going to be a little bit shorter. I have to go somewhere, so I'm going to have to run out uh, very quick, but we'll see if that actually happens. It's not your fault. It's my fault. Anyway, um, it's yeah, it's, not, it's okay. These should be our big problems. Um, also, just uh, a big shukayach to Simcha Kaplan and Shmuley Friedman for sponsoring this morning's learning and uh, and breakfast. This is shul and Liluy Nishmas Chayim Ben Kolmish Kalman, and it's chos for Klal to have a good tafshin Pay base Hashem. Imali Hashem Okay, so. You know, Ba'ashgach HaPratis, again, we, we uh learning Sefer Yeshua. We started sort of insight into Sefer Yeshua the past couple uh, shiur, the past, and the past uh, few times. And Ba'ashgach HaPratis, you know, the sugi that, that I think at least, you know, uh, popped out to me in the beginning of Sefer Yeshua is really very there to, to the ending of, of Rosh Hashanah. So for the past couple of weeks, we've been using Sefer Yeshua sort of like to go a little bit deeper into the sugi of Yerush Hashanah. Yerushalmay, what your what your means, what it is, <coughs> and obviously that's relevant to Rosh Hashanah. It's Rosh Hashanah is day uh, of Malchus, day of of Hashem, and what what Hashem truly means. So so tonight we're gonna today we're gonna continue on to finish Perak Aleph, Sefer Yeshua Hashem, and we'll see how again I think that the continuation of Perak Aleph of Sefer Yeshua is sort of a deepening and the next stage in the sort of evolution of the uh, the Yerushalmay. So let's see it together. So, again, the page that you have in front of you is just a copy from Sefer Yeshua. So, we're up to sort of at the end of the first paragraph. Okay, so the first paragraph, the beginning of Sefer Yeshua, was a conversation between Hashem and Yeshua Benun, right? And the theme of the conversation was twofold. Uh, a few points, first of all. I mean, Hashem said to Yeshua Benun, I'm going to be with you, be confident, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. Chazak vi he read that over a number of times, Chazak vi and the Rabbi Hashem also said, but you got to make sure to keep Torah mitzvahs. Ki os tatzlich, that's how you'll be matzliach. Let's be talked about that Yerusha Hashem. That's what's entering Eretz Yisrael, which is a place of malchus, a place of Yerusha Hashem, is a combination of two inyanim of knowing and not knowing, confidence and 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 fear, and uncertainty. And again, we we saw this from of and from the Yeshivitzer that the the, the oimik of Yerusha Hashem is is experiencing a Yediyah uh, Nelemus, right? That's what Avchuk coined it. Uh, experiencing the Rabbanu who is absolutely something but so beyond our conception we can't grasp what that something is but you absolutely know that you're in the presence of that something. And that uh, that Yediyah that that something, that reality of elikus, that you cannot fully grasp to the point of being able to articulate even to yourself what that is. That's the emotional experience of such a thing is what we describe as Yirushalayim. Okay, so that was the, and again, that's, and therefore we saw from the Ishbitzer that the result of that practically is this combination of two sides of of absolute confidence that comes from a mind that Yerushalayim should have, um, but at the same time a fear, a trepidation, uncertainty, and we we, we saw Arichas last time; those two sides play out a number of you know the Avinu's Kanyakov in different ways in Tanakh from the Ishbitzer, but. That was uh, the first paragraph. Now let's go on. Again, just to read through it quickly, it's relatively easy. So the Pasuk says again, by Yeshua after this conversation from Hashem, by Yeshua Shaitri Am So Yeshua goes and, and commands the the uh, Shaitrim, the the officers of the Jewish people, the following command. Ivru go pass through the Jewish camp. The Tzavu command the Jewish people the following that they should prepare provisions for themselves, because. Within three days, within three days, Atam oivrim as a yarden we're going to cross over the Yardin. Obviously, uh, Hashem didn't tell Yisshu that that they're supposed to cross over in three days. This is either something that Hashem told him that just wasn't recorded in the navi, or was Baruch HaKadosh something that uh, Yisshu Benun understood on his own. Again, Again, this in you know, of three days, we're not going to talk about this today. Maybe next week, we'll see. Um anyway so in 3 days uh, you're going to cross the yard and love with the rest of Zohar, to go uh, inherit artisro as sham lokeham nice in the ham that asham is giving you as an inheritance and then yushbunon goes further lu revenue lu gadil khatsi shevet manasha now to Ruving god in half of manasha umra yushua lemer yushbunon gives the following uh you know message zachar sat over ashertseve eshmei she avraham lemer remember what Moshe Benu commanded you, right? Remember, we know the end of Parshas Matas. So Reuven got in half of manasha go to Yisshu Benon, and say that they that they have a lot of cattle, and the avar HaYarden, the other side of the Jordan, is a place that ha- that's very good for cattle. So we want to stay here, right? So and then we you know the story. Moshe Rabbeinu is nervous, and he's concerned that this is just them rejecting our And they say, no, we're not rejecting our and they make the following deal. Tonight, Benegad of that uh, they, were the, they were the very strong and confident soldiers. So they will leave their women and children in Eivar Yardin, They will travel with the rest of the Shlottim to conquer Eretz Yisrael proper. And when everything is settled, then they'll return back to you know to live in Eivar Yardin, to show that it wasn't a matter of uh, it wasn't a la- it wasn't a lack of love of Eretz Yisrael. It wasn't lack. Like, it wasn't a fear. It was just they felt. We'll see soon that Eivar Yardin is their place. So he says. So that's a good question. What the the plan was, the, the pashtas would see that the plan was everyone should go over, and every Yardin would not uh, have a connection to Eretz Yisrael because Reuven got and Hefe of Menashe remain in every Yardin. So that sort of uh, extends see, a little yeah, bit. I yeah, exactly. And that's I and mean, we'll see, we'll see about this. That's why, I, we'll get we'll get to that uh, soon. Okay. So uh, remember, Moshe Rabbeinu told you. That Hashem has given you rest and given you this portion of So your wives and your children and your cattle should remain in the place over here that Moshe gave you. And you should go. Uh, you know, with all your weaponry, before your brothers, all the soldiers, Vazart you should help them in conquering Eretz Yisrael proper. Kachem. Until your brothers, the rest of the Shvatim are able to uh, have the manucha that you have over here. they'll inherit also the land that Hashem is giving them, which is Eretz Yisrael proper. V'shaftim and uh, you'll then you'll be able to settle your shaschem your own inheritance. If you reach the in you'll inherit it. Asher nassan Hashem, which Moishe has given you. Be'ever haryardein Mizra HaShamesh, the uh, on the eastern side. Vayanu as Yeshua Lemer. So okay. So there's a number of uh, okay, one point to think of is again this is not a kasha, but the fact that again in in this is the first message that Moishe that Yeshua Benon one of the first messages is to be chazikusin and got in half of Minasha. What's this? in of Reuven got half of Menashe b'cholal, and we see throughout the pasuk, it's, it's repeated a number of times that the land of Reuven got half of Menashe is, is something that Moshe Rabbeinu has given them. Moshe Rabbeinu has given them. What's, why that Nakuda? Anyway, Yeshu Yeshu They answer, the Jewish people respond to Yeshu Benun after these commands. The following, Kol Everything you commanded us, we will do. Everywhere you send us, we will go. With all the, you know, all the the, the passion that we we listen to, Moshe Rabbeinu, Kainish Melecha, we're all in. We're going to listen to you as well. Rakia Hashem laKach Imach, Hashem should be with you. Kasherai and Moshe, like Hashem was with Moshe. Kolish Hashem Yamres Picha. Any person that rebels against anything you say, or LeYishmas and doesn't listen to what you say, Lacholashatetzavenu. Anything you command, you must we put to death. In other words, you're a king like Moshe. And Moshe Malkos is Chayiv Misa. Rak Chazak V'Amalch. Just be courageous. And be confident and be secure. Zakfi <laughs> Amatz. Okay, so let's begin our discussion a little bit with just the last few words. Okay, what's, what's, what's very interesting is that the Jewish people, the posh this is that the, the first conversation that, that the, that the Rabbani Shalom had with Yeshua was between him and Yeshua, right? So it's not necessarily yet public knowledge <coughs> what exactly the was telling Yeshua but not? Now we know it. It was recorded, uh, okay, it was recorded from one of And someone, he wrote the for Yeshua, so he recorded it. <coughs> but the fact that the Jewish people, sort of on their own, are parroting and reflecting what the Ravai told Yeshua, right? Because the last lines that they say is, we're going to be with you everywhere you go is fine, okay? Raha v'amatz. But you, Yeshua know you should be courageous and strong. That's a little bit of a funny thing, Bechla, that the Jewish people should be telling their leader... Be courageous and strong. And again, and befrada, that that's exactly what the message of, of the Ribbanisham to Yeshua Benun was. who Okay, so let's see, try to explain this. As I said that, I you see from this parak, sort of the evolution of Yerus Hashem. What we saw in the beginning was is that the experience of Yerus Hashem starts off with a person sort of having this sense of a elements, right? Like Rav Kook said, this sense of this presence of the Rabbani in a way that they themselves can't really compute, but this to be part of this of elikus. That's what it is. And again, that's what we explained, is that Yiris Hashem, as opposed to other fears, right? Human fears, when you're afraid of something, normally you're afraid of a dog or something, then you want to stay away from the dog, right? It, it repels you, it pushes you away. But your Hashem is not like that. your Hashem <coughs> is something that brings you in. You're brought into Yerush Hashem. And the reason for that is is because your Hashem is not something, you're not afraid of something like the Rabbanu and you're being pulled, you being repelled by that. your Hashem is the feeling of becoming, of becoming attached to this mitzius that you don't necessarily know and, and can't fully process what it is, but you're becoming a part of that. And that, it, 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 that that feeling of becoming a part and, and, and being connected to this reality that's bigger than you is exhilarating and incredibly intense at the same time. But it's not something that pulls you away. It actually draws you further in. That's why we find in Chazal, already, the Rosh Hashanah bring this down. The Pasik says, Ani Yeresi mitoich simchasi, and simach mm-hmm. di mitoich that Yerush Hashem brings a deep simcha. This is the, part of the void of Rosh Hashanah, especially as you get closer to Mashiach, Rosh Hashanah has to change from people associating it with human fear, as opposed to a day that's associated with real Yirushalayim. A day of fear is a day that you dread. That's something that you don't want to be a part of. But that's a, if a person has that feeling towards Kviyachal, the Rabbanim or towards days associated with him, that's not Yerush HaShem. That's you're afraid of a dog. You know. So what? And therefore. Rosh Hashanah, which is Day of Malchus, which is Day of a True Year as Hashem, it's a day of tvekas, it's a day of attachment. But the beginning of of this specific type of attachment of Rosh Hashanah is becoming attached and become to this to this, like I was talking last night, the yesh the 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 somethingness of the Rabbanu Shlalom, which is beyond our ability to compute. But we're becoming a part of that, and when that happens, it's exhilarating, and it's simchadik, but it's it's awesome at the same time. (laughs) My neir so the beginning so, so that's the that's how that's how begins really that's how Yerushalayim begins with this feeling of you know, exhilarated excitement and <coughs> awestruck combination of confidence and fear all these conflicting senses but then Yerushalayim moves on to 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 a much deeper place it's hard to explain this so much but it, it moves on to a deeper level, which is where you become so connected to that being that you don't fully understand, to the point of where where you reflect. the Shlomo, let, let, let me try. Let me try to explain. You know, in the Sumeric tradition, we find this: the midah of Sashem is connected with the quality of Malchus. Malchus, kingship, creates creates yura. Malchus is also very much connected to a wife vis-a-vis a husband, a wife vis-a-vis a husband, and okay. Let, let me let me, let me try to explain. I'll step back. I went to bed pretty late last night, so I didn't have much time to organize my thoughts. So let me let me try to explain. What's what's happening in Rosh Hashanah? Let, let, let's go in this way. What's really happening in Rosh Hashanah? Hashem is the king. In the Kisari, we, the, the, what's, what's, what's happening in Rosh Hashanah is the following thing. As I mentioned last night, Rosh Hashanah is the sixth day of creation, right? When Hashem created Adam and Chava. What happened when we created Adam and Chava? So Adam and Chava were they're back to back, right? Back to back. Hashem wants Adam and Chava to be face to face. Okay? They're back to back. So what do you do? So Hashem puts Adam to sleep and surgically removes Chava. Chava then develops as her own Person Adam wakes up. And now they're face to face. The Rizal said that that process is exactly what happens every single Rosh Hashanah too. Within our cells, within our neshama, there's the Adam and Chava, which is back to back. Chava has to be developed on her own and brought face to face. But the chiddush of Rosh Hashanah is, is that Chava is removed, is is developed and becomes her own person, allowing her to become face-to-face with Adam, while Adam is still awake. That's the Chiddush of Rosh Hashanah. And the wakefulness of Adam, the fact that he remains awake while this uh, surgery is happening, is through the sound of the Shafir. That's what the Shafir is. That's why even the Rambam says that Shafir is about waking people up. On the deepest of levels, the meaning of that is is that it's keeping the, the Adam aspect of who we are, keeping Adam awake while Chav is being developed what does that mean exactly? What are these two things, what are these two, what does it mean in Avodah, in the Nefesh, when Chava is being developed when Adam is asleep, or Chava is being developed when Adam is awake? Chava means Malchus. Chava means that part of your Neshama that's, that's capable of experiencing your Hashem. That's what Chava means. Adam is Kivyachal the Rabban It's a reflection of Hashem himself. Chava means your ability to experience the Rabban Chava being developed when Adam is asleep means the type of Yerush Hashem that I've been describing until now, which is, I don't really know who this God is. I don't really know, like visa, like me, God, like Adam is asleep. He's unconscious. I, I, he can't talk to me. I, I don't know. I don't know who Adam is. He's just he's lying there. I don't know who he is, but I definitely have this sense of law and this. It's <laughs> a idea and dilemmas. Everything I was talking about until now. That's. That's the description of Chava being developed, of a person having this sense of of Hashem's presence, but Adam is not awake. There's no real, there's no real interaction. It's just the secret of Rosh Hashanah. The secret of Rosh Hashanah is the, is really the next stage, which is the person Chava developing when Adam is awake, and the meaning of that is, is where the attachment to Eruv is so profound between us and Hashem, where we're not. Experiencing, we're not we're not talking about him. Like we're not just, you know, God's unbelievable. I, it's awesome. It means that that what that the Rebbeinu is being experienced through us. That Adam and Chav are mamish partners. That even when Chav is being developed and Adam is awake, knows that they're able to. There's 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 an interaction. It's not just about Adam. This idea of the Jewish people being able to, on their own, intuitively <coughs> know what the Rabbanish Shlom commanded Yeshua Benon. You understand? The, the, the Rabbanish Shlom had a private conversation with Yeshua and all of a sudden the Jewish people know about it. Now, if you ask the Jewish people, like, do you know, the, like, ha, ha, like, what are the odds that you said those three words, which is exactly what Hashem said to Yeshua a bunch of times, rachazak the Jewish people would say, I don't know, I guess we got lucky, right? That's not getting lucky. That means that the Rabbanish Lom that the Malchus, the, 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 the part of us that's able to experience God is so profoundly connected to, the, to God himself that God is actually, whatever God thinks and whatever God says is actually automatically reflected within us, you understand? That's the deepest level of Malchus, where it's not just e- experiencing God from a distance, but it's being able to literally reflect God's will within yourself, that what you say is exactly what God is thinking. There is a couple, there's a chassan and kala in Chumash that's the embodiment of everything we're talking about in terms of the development of of this Adam and Chava relationship. And that's Yitzchak and Rivka. Like I was talking about last night, Yitzchak and Rivka is very negat to Rosh Hashanah, the shaifer, and so on. You find an amazing thing that, like I was talking about last night, that Rivka is all with free will, it's all with choice. And you see that in order for Rivka to be chosen to be the, the, the wife of Yitzchak, so there's Simanim, just like Rosh Hashanah there's Simanim, right? Eliezer makes Simanim. And you see an amazing thing that when Yitzchak, that's why Yitzchak Rivka, Rivka equals Begma'shi, a chas and kala. Because whatever Admin Chava was, and things went wrong over there, things went wrong over there, Yitzchak and Rivka come to fix that. See, that's why it's an interesting thing. Chava, the Nachash came and gave and offered Chava the Eitzadas Taivara. And she gave into it. And then she gives Adam to, to eat as well. You see that there was a there was a a mistake over there that was made in terms of listening to the Kaala, right? Listening to the Kaala. Adam made an assumption. Why did Adam eat from the Das? Okay, maybe maybe Chava was tricked and so on. Why would but Adam heard it from God himself? You're like, well, the answer is because he made this mistake. He figured, listen, my wife is chassin. my wife is Malchus, my wife is the Shrina. So, of course, whatever she says must be Ratz was he was asleep. That's the point. The problem was is that Adam and Chava were created at that moment when Chava was asleep. See, there was no sheifer then. So, there was no nece- you couldn't necessarily trust that whatever Chava thought and said and did was automatically a reflection of God's will. Not so with Yitzchak and Rivka. See, Rivka, when she's on her way to, to Yitzchak, and she has that first glimpse of who Yitzchak is, what happens? Awesomeness she falls off the, the camel, she puts a veil over her face, iris Hashem, intense iris Hashem. But you see the relationship doesn't stop there, right? Eventually the relationship develops in such a way where where Rivki knows things, what really God wants, way beyond what Yitzchak Evinu even realizes, right? The whole Indian with giving the brachas to Yaakov as opposed to Esav. That Rivki Yemenu says to Yaakov Evinu, he says, "Rakshma this time, listen to me. This time, I know what I'm talking about. And the reason I said the meaning of that statement when Rivka says, this time, listen to me, means that she was a Gilgal of, you know, Yitzchak and Rivka are a Gilgal of Adam and Chava. And she's saying, the first time, it's not true. You shouldn't have listened to me the first time, right? Because the first time, I, my, the, the, my identity as Malchus was, a, was reflecting the experience of being in God's presence. But it wasn't a reflection of what it means to be one with God. But now, in this next level of Yitzchak and Rivka, now I'm beyond that. I met Yitzchak, and I was—that was the awesome moment. But now we're beyond that. I'm uh, who I am. My and my essential identity is a reflection of God. And so now, you could trust what I say. This is the next stage of a, of, of Yirushalayim. Hashem. Hashem starts off with, with in other words, let's let's, let's to to say it succinctly. The midah of malchus is your ability within yourself to experience elikus, to experience God. But that experience of God is in two stages. First, you could experience sort of a reflection of God, of this God that's outside of you, this guy that's out there. I have the ability, I have a mechanism within me, that's called malchus. I have the mechanism in me to have an experience of being associated with God. That's stage one. That's called Chava, developing when Adam is asleep. But comes Rosh Hashanah with the Shaifer, and the Shaifer says, no, 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 it's much more than that. You're not just able to, you don't, you don't just have the mechanism within you to experience what it's like to be in God's presence. You're much more than that. You have the ability within you to, 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 to you have the, the mechanics within you to be a part of God's. to literally be a part of God, Where We're now what God thinks, even if He doesn't say it to you, what God thinks is something that you will automatically think and say. This is the secret of Rosh Hashanah, where the Chazals say that Hashem says to us, Imru l'fanei malchis, Kedei Shafan Save before me, Psukim malchis, and then I will become king. Imru mm-hmm. l'fanei Say ideas that I remember you, and I'll remember you. It's a funny thing. Why doesn't it say, davin? Like, you should be mis- mispal that I should be your king, and I'll be your king. You should be mispal that I should remember you, la'toyva, and I'll remember you, latoiva. That's how it usually works, right? You're Davin doesn't say that. Chazal instituted davening. But technically speaking, all it is is saying just saying a reality. I'm just, I'm just verbalizing a truth that God is king and that makes God king. Because the secret of Rosh Hashanah is not that davening is you're still on the outside. Davening is still on the outside. There's me and there's him and I'm trying to get him to give me what I want. Rashan is much deeper than that. Rashan is a tzaddik geizer of our Hu Like th- I'm telling you a reality, and the reality that I speak is the reality that God is 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 bringing out into the world through me. That's what Malchus is. The of, I spoke about this on a, a couple shabbosim ago. That the in and of malchus is to see yourself as a, as a mouthpiece of the Rebbeinu That's the, that's the, that's what malchus is. And this quality, this ability that you have to be a part of the Rebbeinu world, not just not just to, not just to reflect him on the outside, but to literally be be an eshes chayal That's that's the oymik of what Rosh Hashanah is. This is why you know there's a, there's a piece in the Krit in uh, in Reish Gimel. Rabbi Nachman writes this. It's you have to know how to take this I don't know, but it's just says from the the conversations and uh, you know, and things that uh, the women in a person's life say if a person has good ears, you could sort of figure out what their Rabbana is how their Rabbana is interacting with you in your life you could figure out from conversations of the women in your life case, like what's the in the in the higher world right now Again, you know, you have to. Uh, it's not non so you know what I'm saying. But uh, sometimes the messages take out the garbage. You know what I'm saying. Sometimes it's a like, You know, it's like, no, that's not what you mean, really. You know, it's, uh, sometimes it's take out the garbage. Yeah, exactly. So Zosha Mordechai. This is what it says by Mordechai. Shoy Right, Mordechai was walking around the uh, the beis Right, where the women were. to know what the matzav with Esther is. So he says, Esther is a code word. Esther means the Shkina Kdaisha, the Rabbanish level. Mordechai, mordechai is a tzaddik. Mordechai is able to understand this. Lay the to know what the what the matz of the shkina is. From listening to the conversations of the women, I they say De but, this, but 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 the oimik of this is, is what we're talking about. That the Jewish people at this moment, when we're when we're entering into Eretz we are we're we're upgrading our levels of malchus. In the beginning, the malchus, our our capacity of malchus was what chazak v'amatz, be courageous, you know, be confident. This dual side of confidence and fear. Everything we're talking about, the experience of being in God's presence. But then the Jewish people, the next, now we're upgrading the level of malchus. We're now just not in God's presence. We are literally one with God. God's reflecting Himself through us, and we ourselves on our own, without realizing it are able to mimic what God was telling you Benun in a private conversation, this is the secret of Tarsh versus Tarsh right? Tarsh of all Tyra is also our ability to receive Tyra, our ability to understand Tarah is also because of that quality of Malchus inside of us, that mechanism within the soul that gives us the ability to experience godliness. That's what Taira is, right? Tyra is godliness. So our ability to perceive Taira also is, is only possible because of this quality of Malchus, our ability to perceive God. But teshuvich sav is the first stage. Teshuvich sav is okay. God's out there, and wow, it's awesome. It's amazing. And we have the ability to have that sense of awe, and that's what that's what teshuvich sav is. But Pe is much deeper. Teshuval Pe is that what we say? We didn't even realize it, but what we say and what we think is the Ratsana Hashem. That's that's moving to the next level. That's that's rivkei menu, not just being awestruck by Yitzchak. That's rivkei menu getting to the bottom of what Yitzchak really means and really wants. Yitzchak himself didn't even know what he really wanted. But, Yitzhak, but Rivka I mean, knows deeply what Yitzchak means. This is why when Eliezer gives gifts to, Yitzhak, to, to Rivka, they're all gifts revolving around Torah, right? Uh, you know, uh, Rashi already says that uh, the, the weights of the different jewelry was corresponding to, 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 to Sarasadivris, Torah. Because this is what's happening over here. There's an evolution that's happening. There, there's, there's a, there, you're moving from like kedushin to nesuin, right? In that way, kedushin. Even in the Kisri we find this that kedushin, the relationship that's 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 being forged during kedushin of haray of Asli, is one of uh, the first stage of of a sense of awe that each that each the, the chasim to the kah the kah to the chasim should have this like sense of. Of, of, of that, e- that the other one is, is Kaddish, the other one is special and unique, and wow, I'm so privileged to be a part of, of your world, it's, it's unbelievable. But that's not one yet, you understand? Then Nisuin comes, and Nisuin means Ritaka one. And Nisuin means that what you're thinking, I'm thinking, and what I'm thinking, you're thinking, that's, that's, that's Rosh Hashanah, that's the Oymik of Rosh Hashanah. So Rosh Hashanah is, it, it's taking it to a to, to much deeper level, your Sashanah. That's all, what the, what, what's hinted to over here is that the Jewish people on their own are reflecting what Hashem was saying in a private conversation, Racha <clears> ha <throat> Okay, so, fine. Ruving God in half of Menashe. This inyad of ha-yardin. So what's going on over there? That's also part of the, again, to sum it all up, what's, what's happening in Perak Aleph, in other words, is a full development and a full picture of what Yerush Hashem contains, what malchus means. You have... One level of malchus where it's again your ability to experience being in Hashem's, you know, in Hashem's presence, chazak viamat and then you have this other deeper level of Yirsa Hashem, which is not being Hashem's presence, literally being His mouthpiece, being one with Him, where what you say, what you think is devar Hashem. You could call it Ruch you could call it das Torah, uh, you know, any. Uh, it all is the same thing. It means an extreme level of malchus where. God's will is just unbeknownst to you. It's it's your will. That's 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 your Hashem to its extreme level. That's why uh, that's why Chazal say that think, <coughs> that it, that a uh, necessary tonight to be able to learn Torah Peh from a al is in Marav Daimel Malach. Right? Uh Sei Kain Yishmudas It says Kisif Kain Yishmudas, that the mouth of the Kain. Who's in this case the uh, prototype Tamil Chacham? The mouth, of the lips of the Kohen, has das understanding. you should search tar from him. Kimal is because he's a Malach. And Chazal say if your Rabbi is, is similar to a Malach in Yerush Hashem, then learn Tar from him. Otherwise, it's not going to be authentic tar. And the reason is so that, that's the point because Yerush Hashem is what is what's the basic ingredient necessary to allow the Rebbe to be on that path to get to a point of where his thoughts are Hashem's thoughts. Without, without Yerush Hashem, without this quality of Malchus being developed, he's completely off track. And then it's just this guy having his own ideas. But how do you know that what he says is Ratz and Hashem? How do you know that he's a, it's an authentic Teresh balpeh, Only if within him there's a healthy quality of Malchus, the healthy quality of what at least begins as the sense of Yerush Hashem. And then from that place of Yerush Hashem, it then evolves and moves into being like an nation's chayel, where Hashem's will is spoken through the Talmud Chacham. That's why it's Davka Kayen the Kain is Shluch Ad Rachman, the messengers of Hashem, the mouthpieces of Hashem. <coughs> okay, so we have those two sides of Malchus, the Yerush Hashem side and the mouthpiece side of Malchus. Ruvian God and half of Menashe. Are adding a third element of malchus of Yirsa Hashem, and that is the most basic element of Yirsa of Yirsa Einish, a fear of punishment. Until now, we've been talking about Yirsa Hashem in us like these grand, like sophisticated, you know, uh, you know, high levels, you know, and Tveikas, high big things. What a, what about the Pashid Like I don't want to go to Gehadim? And What about the Pasha? Like I want to do the right thing because. Uh, you know, I'm just afraid of, um, I'm afraid of einish. So where does that law, where does that come in? So the truth is, or, or, or what about just also fear of, I don't know if it's failure, but you want to succeed and you just have a year of it, a year to not to, succeed. not, to not, to not, fail. Right, I right, 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 right. That's also, I, I, think that's also part of your einish. In other words, the einish doesn't necessarily mean Gehenna necessarily. It can be the einish of. Not living up to the standards that you set for yourself. Not from a standpoint, I saying from a standpoint of like you know, Yom Narayim is here, and you want to get close to Hashem, and you know there's a special window of opportunity that you don't want that opportunity to pass. Yeah. Not in a fear of Hanes, you know, but a fear of oh, missing out missing on that. Out uh, yeah. So that's 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 we could classify that as Yirzeit, because what what does it mean to be a Yari Chait? afraid of sin was i mean like i'm afraid of what of missing the mark you know i'm afraid of i'm afraid of of missing out an opportunity of coming close that's really a yira that sort of emanates from an ahava but but that's already that's already sophisticated but we could go lower like what's 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 an even more element elemental level which is uh your soinish is the most elemental so we we usually in this forum, especially in the Chassidish Swarm, you'll see them like mamish downplay yerusha'ynish. It's mamish. What's it? Okay, listen, uh, it's a good safety net. But the truth is, that, 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 that yerusha'ynish also has to be seen as part of this construct. Although it might not be when a person experiences yerusha'ynish, it might be might feel to them as a very very basic, very human thing. Like no, human, you know. I don't want to put my hand in, in, on a hot stove, I mean, I don't, you know what I mean? So, okay, so if I really believe that Gehenim is a hot stove, I, I don't want to be in a position to have my hand put on the hot stove either. So it's very basic. But in the neshama, a person has to know that there's a lot of things happening at that time. And when a person is experiencing Yerush it's also Yerush Hashem, but just the lowest level of Yerush Hashem. This is what's happening with Reuven, God, and Hef settling the other side of the yarding. Understand Eretz Yisrael, as we've been talking about. Eretz Yisrael means the place of Malchus. It's the place of Yirsa Hashem. It's a pla- That's why Eretz Yisrael is a place of nevuah nevuah Rucha Kaidash, It's all in Eretz Yisrael. That's the highest level of Yirsa Hashem, where you're the Eish right? Where God's thoughts and will is expressed through you. So that's what Eretz Yisrael is. Eretz Yisrael means Yirsa Hashem in its most in its most uh, spiritual, you know, purified form. And the plan was all of Eretz will be in Eretz Yisrael and finished. But Reuven going to have a Menashe say no, 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 we have a lot of cattle. We have a lot of cattle. And our cattle is more matim, it's more of a shidduch in this place of Eivar Yardim. What does it mean, cattle? It says in pasuk that the Rebbe Nishim created Nishmas Yisrael, Zerah Adam and Zerah behema There are some yidin, there are some nishamas, there are certain parts of every particular Nishamah which is called Zera Behemah. A Zerah means, the seed of animal means, that there are days that you're not feeling this Yisrael uh, that I'm talking about. Some days you do, some days you don't. So what about those days when you're not eretz yisrael dick? Then you're completely in Chutzlarz. There's no buffers on. There's nothing in between. What about that part of me that's zera There's no part. There's no. There's no. There's no part of the world of the Yeris hashem that's 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 a that has a place for zera So rucom ruvin going to have Menashe and say, we're going to establish a place. We're going to expand the borders of eretz yisrael. You're right. Eretz is proper, real yiras authentic malchus. That's Eretz proper, but there's going to. But we have to create something in between those extremes of Yiras Hashem and completely nothing, and the in between is called Yiras and Yiras means something. It means the tail end of Yiras That's why even in Halacha, what's Eiver And You ask the question like, was it Eretz or not? It's somewhere in between. For certain halachas, it has Eretz qualities. Certain halachas not. It's complicated in, in, in the sugis and the Rambam and so on. But. It, it, it's somewhere, it's, it's somewhere in between because it's a reflection of this very human era which looks very human and earthly and not so sophisticated and spiritual but really is coming from a very deep place as well. That same quality in the neshama that's mamish attached to God when it works all the way all the way down to the animal side of who you are is experienced as Yerasa ainish. And so it's not, it's not something to trivialize and to throw away. That it's, it's, the, it's the tip of an iceberg that's much, much bigger. It's just that that iceberg which is called Yisrael, Yeras Hashem Mamish Dvekus, unbelievable attachment, to the point of being a Navi and uh, saying what God is thinking without even realizing it, the tip of that iceberg, all the way, all the way down, is gonna be uh this sense of Yeras Hashem, of Yerasinish. Yeah. So saying that the whole of Mashi and or all the Once there is, uh, y- yes, in a certain sense, it. yes, yes. Once, uh, because it was there's like a the, zerah behemoth. Right, 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 right. Would be the similar thing. Mm-hmm. Now the que- the question is going to be, Moshe was afraid. huh? First reaction was, uh, Moshe was afraid because they're 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 repel they're rejecting Eretz But you see, the condition was made, is that no 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 no. They are going to be the frontline soldiers. Conquering enemy territory, right? Getting rid of the guy from Eretz Yisrael, because that's really the place of Yerushalaynus. Yerushalaynus comes when you're in enemy territory, and there's no meichen, there's no migdash, You're not in the middle of meyasharem. You know what I'm saying? It's not. Uh, and and so now, what do you rely on? Then you need ruvengon and half of They're vital in terms of conquering, in terms of actually battling the enemy. Like when you're in that battlefront, and there's an actual Nisai and the yitzhar is tempting you with something at that moment. Don't start talking about uh, yerusalayimos, because at that moment you're not holding by such a place. And if that's all there is, then you're, then it's already a losing battle. At that moment when the etzar already has you, th- then you have to fall back sometimes on that safety net of Reuven got to have a menash, of yerusalnis. And that and again and, and that's not just like a trick. That's it's it's part of that world of yerusha'ashem. It's just it's the yerusha'ashem that the zeravehema part of you is able to process. And when, when the Zerubahimah part of you, the animal part of you, the lowest human element part of you, senses this quality of Yerush Hashem, in its mind, it translates it as Yerush And then it's able to use that to fight the enemy. And then when the enemy is taken care of, then you could settle in, build a Beis HaMikdash, and really have what Yerush Hashem tr- in its purest form is, which is Yerush and everything we've been talking about. And then Reuven and got in and half of Menashe, settle back in Evar yardain and be this buffer zone between Chutz proper and Eretz Yisrael Mamash. and that's that's what's happening over here. I, no, why Dafka Ruven got in half of Menashe? Why two and a half Shvatim? Why Dafka these two and a half Shvatim? Okay, you know the Arizal in, in, in Sharp Sharps talks about this. Okay, it's hard to explain. I, I guess Mar Mocha Manilach, whatever. He, he he explains why Dafka Ruven got in half of Manasha, Each one of those Shvatim. On, on, a le- on levels we can't be masig were not as purified as the other shvatim and because of that it was, and it was made like that from the beginning they were made not 100% purified and this quality of Zarebihima was stronger in these shvatim than the other shvatim and because of that they had to be the ones to establish Eivar and this is ultimately why, why it, it's, maybe this is why it's always attributed to the land that Maisha gives them that Maisha gives them why was Moshe chosen as 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 the leader? We all know the story, right? The sheep, right? He was a shepherd, and he's taking care of the sheep, and one sheep, one sheep uh, runs away, and he goes after it, and he sees that it's drinking, and he carries it back, and Hashem says, oh, if you have such a rachones, if you could take care of a sheep like that, then that's, then that's, you're going to be a great leader for my people. That's a, okay, it's a beautiful story, we, we know it from the times that we're kids, but if you think about that for a second, the Rebbe is comparing us to animals. Is there a Adam, a human being? No, the greatness of Moshe is that he takes care of Zerah Bahamas. That's the greatness of Moshe. That's why Chazal even say that Reuven got in half of Benasheh, part of their reasoning of wanting to stay in Eiv HaYardin because they knew that Meisheh Rabbeinu would be buried there. They wanted to be connected to Meisheh Rabbeinu. That's not a contradiction to what we're talking about. That's a, it's a completion of what we're talking about. The, the strength of being able to take something extremely, extremely high, Yerush Hashem, and bring it all the way down to a point of where the little sheep will be able to understand what that means. On its level, that's Moshe That's Moshe in Indian. Moshe is from the highest all the way to the lowest. Moshe gives us Chumash, which can be read and experienced by the Nevi'im, and read and experienced by a little uh, kid in third grade. Moshe is Kail everything. Moshe is is Adam and Zerabeinu. And that's what Moshe was. So Moshe gives them the lands of Eivar and that's what the Parak Aleph is basically about, a full picture of Yerush Hashem. So, again, you strive for the ideal Yerush Roymus and uh, Tveikus and Tzadik, Gayzor, Kalevish, Bruch, and Mikhaim, But on those days, you don't feel that and all you have, have left is basic Yerush Aynash or even even year of other people. Like, I don't want, I, uh, maybe someone's watching. Like, like the Gemara says, that, I remember, one of the, the Merayim was, was by his deathbed and Tamidim asked him for a bracha. And what he said, he said that, that, that uh, you should fear the punishment, like you feel fear, fear people. And he said, Rabbi Ad Khan? He said, yeah. Because sometimes, uh, you know, there's times where you don't have meichen. And then you're thinking to yourself, the only thing that's holding you back from that aver is maybe someone's watching. So, but that, again, the, the depth of that is that that's also Yerush Hashem. It's just Yer Hashem as it trickles down all the way to the Behemoth. And the Behemoth experiences it as that simple uh, Yer Sainish or Yerush Abusha, whatever, you know, these types of things. So that's... Mishabizlechot uh Eretz Yisrael, Mishabizlechot Tamalchus.